Hey, top fans, Bill from Top Fan Rivalry back with two of my favorite Dodger fans. Um, we got Jake, our big brother Jake, and we got Mikey, and Mikey Bleeds Blue. Fellas, thanks for joining the clubhouse tonight. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, I'm excited. This is fun. It's fun. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. I, I brought these two guys together because they, they know a little something about the Dodgers. And, and I know you top fans out there. I know there's a lot of Dodger fans out there. So we're going to talk about it tonight. We're going to start. Jake, we're going to start with you. How long have you been a Dodger fan? Oh, man. Since birth, my, my step-grandfather got rest his soul. As soon as I came out the womb, he had a little Dodger hat. He said, he has no chance, no choice. He's a Dodger fan. And so from birth, man, literally, like, I had no choice. And, and I'm glad that the choice was made for me because I've done that with my family, too. So since day one, Dodger hardcore. There you, there you go, Mikey. What about you? Uh, I would say since about five, I really paid attention. Um, my uncles got me into the Dodgers. Um, my dad was a Giants fan, but never pushed the Giants on me. You know, there'd be there's there's parents out there that would go out of their way to try and make it so you're you know you're gonna root for who they're rooting for, but. My, my dad let it happen. <laughs> he knew it was a lot of cause anyway, so. Love it. Love it. I, uh, my parents, I was born in, in the LA area. My, my mother's father wanted me to be a left-handed pitcher like Sandy Koufax. I turned out to be left-handed. I turned out to pitch <laughs> in high school and college, which was great. But um, when they separated, my mom moved to Orange County and I, you know, my dad lived in LA and my mom remarried, my dad remarried, and I don't know how it happened, but about the age of three, so we're going to call us about 1978, um, I just fell mm -hmm. in love with the Dodgers, and everything Steve Garvey, anything I could do to be like Steve Garvey, I was left-handed, so mm -hmm. it was a little different, but anything I could do to be like Steve Garvey, man, that was that was my jam right there, and I, I can remember going back when it was called the Freeway Series, that was the only oh, time yeah. the Dodgers and Angels played each other. I can remember mm -hmm. going to those games, right, with Reggie Jackson playing for the Angels, and and you still had the infield together and that type of thing. So, I'm going to go with most of my life. <laughs> yeah, the, the infield and Tommy Lasorda yep. made it easy to be a Dodger fan. In those oh yeah, days. Um, Bill Russell's my guy out of those out of the infield. I just know he's been a Bill Russell guy. Out of that infield, Jake, do you have any particular particular guy that you were a fan of? Well, I always love Steve Garvey for sure, man. Steve Garvey's the man, you know. Um, he's so smooth on and off the field, you know. <laughs> yeah. But just watching him play, it's just it's a thing of beauty, man. You know, yeah. He still is, is, but you probably see him all the time, so you know. But he's, oh, yeah. he still <laughs> is smooth. Yeah. Ooh, no doubt about it. No yeah. doubt about it. He still got it. <laughs> smooth. Smooth like butter. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, like Mikey, well, next question for you, Mikey. What makes you passionate about the Dodgers? I mean, what doesn't? It's the Dodgers. I mean, they're, you know, they're right there with the Yankees as far as when you think of baseball – it's you think of the Yankees and the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers uh, with Jackie Robinson, um, you know, breaking the color barrier stuff and just 
just the organization. I mean, it's just a phenomenal organization and, you know, I don't know. Just, just love them. I just love them. They're yeah. on my skin yeah. for crying out loud. So okay, that's hardcore. <laughs> there you go. What about you, Jake? Well, you know, I associate uh, Dodgers with family, man. Um, when we'd all be together on the weekends, like different members of the family, we always had the Dodger game on or we'd be at Chavez Ravine, you know. And, like, the Dodgers are just a part of our family. We, we all – there's not any family member that's a, a, a fan of anyone else. You know, football teams are different. Basketball teams are different. But – not, not our baseball team, man. And so I associated with good times, cookouts, you know, if we're not watching it, we're listening to it with Vince Scully. And um, it's just – it's a sense of family, man. I, I just – it's hard to describe, but both of you guys being Dodger fans, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, it's a part of your being. You schedule yeah. your life around this baseball team, you know, and I definitely do that. Yeah. Can I, can I intervene and yeah, yeah. jump on that? Of yeah. course. Um, see, Jake, you're, you're lucky because I'm from Northern California, born and raised, and I didn't yeah. get that from my family. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> I would be up in my room trying to listen to Ben Scully on the radio and, you know, the station's breaking in and out and yeah. I'm trying to hear what's going on. And right. I was doing this pretty much all by myself, just being a Ooh. Dodger fan. So for you to have that with your family and stuff's awesome. Cause I didn't get that. I really didn't get the interaction with people until social media came around and, and yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I missed that part as far as the family aspect of it. Um, but yeah. The, um, Jake, were you were you raised in the LA area? Yeah, I grew up in San Bernardino. Like for those that don't know, it's a suburb of Los Angeles, um, okay. fifty miles east of downtown. So yeah, I, I'm I'm SoCal native, born and raised. Um, do you, so yeah. Do you remember yeah. on TV? Do you oh, remember? Yeah. Okay, so mm -hmm. that's I do. So when I think of so first of all, I think of family, like has been mentioned, but I remember. So, Mikey, they used to have a cable network called On TV, and he switched yeah. this little button on. Yeah. And the Dodgers <laughs> had like six home games a season on there that you could see. Everything, all the away games are televised on KTLA. And so, yeah. Me and my buddies would literally plan our days around what time the Dodger <laughs> game was on. And if it was on On TV, make sure we order our pizza or whatever. I mean, we're kids, right? We're preteens. We flip that thing on. We got our TV trays in front of the TV, yeah. right? We're ready to go. And I so um, I just – and I also love the Dodgers, how they they are – they treat the players kind of like family. Mikey and I were talking offline about, about an individual, you know, who's had some troubles that the Dodgers are still paying mm -hmm. that will, oh, yeah. will they, never play again. They, 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 they do that all the time with a lot of people. Um, having worked with them. Uh, a few years and being around them now, they, they take care of their alumni. They take care of their own and they don't see people do without it. If they did the organization right, the organization does them right as well. You know, even with me, I, I've been removed from them 19 years. And when I ask for stuff, which is very rare, I don't ask 
for stuff because I know what it's like to be asked for something all the time, working for three teams, four teams. Yep. They still come through because they're like, you're one of us. You worked here. You're family. And I'm like, dang, still? Okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that's that's why this team is so lovable, you know. They take care of their own. They, they, you see them all out in the community. As far east as San Bernardino, as far west as Santa Monica, you know, they're they're in the public eye. They're, they're in the community doing great work. So it's hard to root against a team like that. People want to say, oh, it's because they're a big money team and, you know, they buy their players, which we know that's not all the way true. Um, that's why the team is so great. You don't hear anything about the Angels in Southern California, almost never. When are they out in the community? I'll call them out. I don't care. Like, you never hear about the Angels here in L.A. And they want to, they want the name, but they don't want to do anything to, to win the fans home. That's well, why the, the Dodgers are endearing to, to the community. Well, exactly. And when people start to tell me about, hey, you know, I hear that too, right? Hey, you guys buy your team. Okay. So yeah. talk to me about Max Muncy. Talk to me about Justin Turner. Like, these are guys – talk to me about Chris Taylor. That these were guys that were thrown away from other teams mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we picked up. Talk to me about Will Smith. We didn't buy him. Like, we homegrew mm-hmm. him. Talk to me about Gavin Lux. Okay, so you guys you guys are thinking Mookie Betts. Fine. Yeah. You're thinking Freddie Freeman. Fine. But yeah. talk to me about Clayton Kershaw. Mookie Betts was guy. a trade, though. We, I mean, yeah. we, did, we, yeah. we, did, we did re-up him. Don't get me wrong, but that's just smart business. Right. That was a trade. That wasn't even a big money free agent acquisition, you know. Exactly. With the trade. Yeah, and you got Clayton Kershaw and you got Walker Bueller and you had, you know, Kenley Jansen, Corey Seager. All these guys were in our draft. No one was mm-hmm. bought like that, like that, you know. Um, let's be honest. Uh, Freddie Freeman. God love that guy. You know, everything about him. Um, it was a guy we talked about last night. They made one mistake and it was, you know, who uh, Trevor Bauer. And, you know, mm-hmm. other than that, they've hit home runs with almost everything they've done. Yep. Yep. And it's, I, I mean, at least we don't have a situation like the Mets do where we have a Bobby Bonilla day. Every year we get to pay somebody <laughs> a million bucks or something like that. We're, his, we're not in that position, book, so that's. That's good. His agent should be in the Hall of Fame for that, man. That's twice. I, I, love, I get a kick out of that, bro. I get a kick out of that, man. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, what a, yeah. What a, that's awesome for him, though. Good good for him. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Bad for the Mets. Good for, for everybody else involved. Exactly. No, I, I don't even think it was bad for the Mets. They it's That's just chump change to them every year. They don't, yeah. you know, instead of having them do it all at one time, you know, uh, they spread it out. Hell, I th- I think that's pretty genius, and it. Allen Iverson would have liked something like that. I bet. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> now he has true. to go to court to get his money. So <laughs> yeah. The um, when we're offline, boys, I'll tell you a story about another athlete that did that. That doesn't get a lot of publicity, but it's pretty awesome. All right, love to hear that. <laughs> Let's talk, <clears throat> Jake. We're gonna start with you, my friend. Give me okay. so we're gonna go around the horn. We're gonna give three, like just one, 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 one. So mm-hmm. experiences. So tell me, either working for the Dodgers or not working for the Dodgers. Give me an awesome just experience that you've had with the Dodgers. My first experience as a fan mm-hmm. was watching Rick Monday hit that home run in Montreal. I was five, and I remember it clearly. Ooh. And him raising his left hand because he's a lefty. 
yep. and running around on bases. I loved every bit of that moment. My dad, which he was never really active, never he just was stationary, never moved, got out of his chair. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah, I love Rick Monday because of what he did with the flag. My dad was military. I was military. Rick, obviously. So that moment to destroy Montreal, and to this day, he can go to Montreal and get cursed out. I was there with the team when we went to Montreal to do games. They still booed him. They still flipped them off. And that was many years later. That was back in 1981. Yep. And that yep. moment to me, that's, that's what made me a Dodger fan, to be honest. Like, I grew up, you know, of course, like I said, but that's when I started paying attention. Like, damn, this dude just demolished the whole franchise. <laughs> I want home run. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. What about you, Mikey? Uh, actually, last year was a pretty big one. Um, I got to go. Uh, I went to a weekend series against the Diamondbacks, and it was the 22-1 to game where the Dodgers just oh, – yeah. Yeah. unloaded you know scored all those runs um and then i was just walking around and john suhu was out there and oh, the great john suhu. Um, yeah let me let me take a photo with him which was nice so that that's a good memory right there th those two things and then the next day max muncie hit a, a three-run um walk-off homer um against the uh, uh, d-backs ah uh, yeah <laughs> um one of my favorite Dodger memories, uh, years ago when blogs first came out, oh, right? Yeah. So we're talking to, we're talking back in the McCourt era. Um, a buddy of mine wrote a Dodger blog and he got an email from the Dodgers that said, Hey, we're inviting 20 bloggers into a suite. You can bring two of your friends with you. We're going to have some special celebrity guests. They said, so mm. all of my buddies are, you know, so my two buddy, the guy that writes the blog, myself and another guy, we're all thinking, okay, who, who are these celebrities? Like Alyssa Milano is a huge Dodger fan. You know, we grew up watching her and who's the boss. I'm thinking, oh, God bless America. This Ooh, is going to yeah. be great. <laughs> right? And so Ned Coletti comes in and uh, we did this two years in a row. Ned Coletti comes in and he says, everything that you see and hear here will never show up on your blog. If it does, we'll never do this again. And so, you know, we were all sworn to secrecy type thing. And the next guest that came in was Frank McCourt, um, which it was funny how many guys didn't really care to talk to him all that much. And then our favorite pasta eating manager, Tommy Lasorda, came in um, and he hung out uh, with us. And I got to ask him some questions, which I'll tell you guys offline about. Um, I did ask him who which team was more rewarding, the 81 or 88 Dodgers. And I'll tell you offline what he said. Uh, for you top fans that are listening to this, you could IM me and I'll consider telling you. Um, but uh, the next year, uh, Ron Say was there and it was phenomenal just to see Penguin walk around. And he was just, he was so kind to everybody. And he was just, he was a good dude. He had just gotten off of, I, I want to say, hip surgery. So he wasn't moving around as quickly, but he was phenomenal. He was, and, and and it wasn't like he felt like he had to be there. He felt, you know, felt good about it. So it was great. So that guy, that guy, Ron Say, has sold his soul to the devil because <laughs> he looks the same. He looks the most, same as most of those guys do. Like most of those guys. Except Steve Yeager. 
Huh? Yeah. No, it, <laughs> Jake said that most of those guys do. It, except for Steve no, Yeager, you, man. You I would have recognized him. Like you look at Ron Say, and then you look at Davey Lopes, and they played at the same time, and you're like, what the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One guy yep. looks like he's like 40. The other guy looks like he's like 97. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right, Jake, give us another Dodger fan experience. Fan experience. Or working with them. Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, I would say, of course, it's cliche, but Kirk Gibson as a fan. I also want to work when we go back around, but I remember, boy, I was crying because I thought the Dodgers were going to lose the game. And my dad, he called it. He said, he's going to hit a home run. I was like, Daddy. And then he swung and missed and fell to his knee. I'm like, Dad, you really think he's going to hit a home run? He's like, yeah, he's going to hit a home run. And my dad's diehard too, you know. And I'm like, nah, man. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> see that ball fly? If you look in the pavilion, you see all the, 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 the brake lights happening because they're listening on the radio through the yeah. pavilion. You see all the brake lights? Yep. The bass is doing, you know, his famous, you know. My dad said, told you. Good night. Go to bed. <laughs> if if, if you were in your car at that point driving away from that stadium, You'll never live that down ever. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so the first thing my dad put it out. Look at the brake lights. <laughs> so yeah. I got a caveat to that one, Jake, for you. Years ago, I may have told you this, but years ago I worked for a company, and it was when ringtones first had come out, okay. and they were a big thing. And the CEO told us all, you know, that we're in different departments, set up your own ringtones. Don't care what they are, but that way. When we're walking through, if the phone's ringing, we know who it's for. Like, if we miss it, hey, you know, yeah. Johnny, you missed the call, or Bill, you missed the call. So I went over to our techie guy who um, was five foot six, 130 pounds dripping wet. I used to call him Big yeah. Sexy just because <laughs> it was the reverse, right? It's of like, well, Big Sexy, I need to do you need you to do me a favor. He goes, what's that? And I gave him a clip of Vinny saying, in a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has oh, happened. Yeah. Yeah. That was my ringtone. <laughs> that, I made that my ringtone in my corporate office. And the funny part about it was I left the company like six months later for another opportunity and they mm. couldn't figure out how to change it for like four months. So the new guy that replaced me wasn't a baseball <laughs> fan, was a total like bookworm type guy. And every time his phone rang, it was Vince Scully. In a year that has been so improbable. <laughs> yes. That's yes. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Mikey, what you got? Uh, I have, so growing up in Northern California, I go to a lot of Giants-Dodgers games, and I don't know what it was or what made him talk to me for 20 minutes, but I was down, I was probably around 16, and down the right field line, um, and I'm like, Bill Madlock, Bill Madlock. It was when Bill Madlock was with the Dodgers yeah. and uh, he signed my card and talked to me for like 15 minutes. Wow. Just had a conversation, just said, yeah, he, I don't even remember what we talked about, but I do remember he said, I just, it's kind of scary here because they throw batteries at you. So, I just, you know, <laughs> uh, duck, duck. Yeah. But yeah. that, that was a good moment. Just, to, just, for like 15 minutes, just him and I, and he just sat there and talked to me. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
Uh, Jake, you'll appreciate this one being a SoCal guy. Um, one of my favorite Dodger things to do back in the mm-hmm. early 80s was you remember when you filled up with gas, Unical 76, oh, had those yeah. eight and a half by 11 things. You yeah. remember those things? And on the yeah. back, they were, Mikey, they were kind of like a, uh, a drawing. Like somebody had made a drawing of each player and on the back it would have their stats on it. It was mm-hmm. almost like a baseball card. And so I used to make my dad go to Unical all the time and get it. And believe it or not, I was wondering where those landed because I thought they were in a box that my mom had had. And I was cleaning out a box recently. and I found about 200 of them. Half of them were Daryl Thomas. I don't know why. (laughs) I mean, who cared about Daryl Thomas, right? I mean, show me Garvey, show me Loke, show me Reggie Smith, show me something. Daryl Thomas, I have like 50 Daryl Thomases. Little Daryl Thomas. Yeah. Every like time I, I see Daryl Thomas and I know he was a Dodger, but I get the Padres. I just see him as a Padre. Yeah. Yeah. But Jake, you remember those things? You know what I'm talking about, right? I do know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, you also gosh. did, you know, eight gallons of gas. You get a free ticket sometimes. I remember those days. Yeah. 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 And, and <laughs> Unical, like in Orange County, where we were at, Unical was like 12 miles away. I used to make my dad drive 12 miles just so we could get the thing. <laughs> In L.A. where my dad, you know, my stepdad in L.A. where my dad was at, it was right around the corner. So it was like that good. But but yeah, I used to love those things, man. Give me my Dodger eight and a half by 11 thing. It was awesome. They've always had a a good relationship with uh, 76. Yeah, Um, I I can't find them anymore. And I, you know, I played with my stuff that my uncles gave me way too much as a kid. And I didn't treat stuff well. You're a kid. You don't know. Uh, Yeah. 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 And uh they gave me these uh, these little records, the vinyl mm-hmm. records. Yeah. In, uh, interviewing Ron Fairley and I can't <laughs> even remember. I think Don Sutton was on one of them. And I had these little records and I scratched them and broke, you know, I, I sure yeah. wish I had them today. I had three of them. And, and I know I don't have them anymore, but I sure oh, wish man. I did. And and the the little thing though it said the Dodgers on it, but it was presented by Unical seventy six. There you go. There you go. Yeah. All right, my friend Jake, give me one more experience you got. All right, this one was my second season with the Dodgers, and it was the it was October second of two thousand four. I'll never forget. And Steve Finley was at the plate, bases loaded. Steve Finley. Yep, against those yep. pesky orange and black giants. And okay. it's now they had sent Ross Porter and Rick Monday down to the clubhouse in anticipation of, you know, a champagne shower. And it's just Vin Scully and myself in the booth. And I'm in awe of this, man, because, you know, we all are Dodger fans. And I still would trip out every day that I, I worked with them every day. There was no TV, it was radio on. After a long at bat, Steve Finley hits that ball straight, like left or, or center, like center right. And <laughs> in motion. Way back and where she, wherever she goes, then does this motion, like, what did it go? And I'm doing this. Wherever she goes, the Dodgers win it. And it's a grand slam home run. So he has his headphones, right? He takes his headphones off. I pot him down. He lets the crowd lay out. He turns around. He says, you saved my bacon, young man. When we get to St. Louis, Mike Shannon's restaurant, anything you want on me. 
puts his headphones back on, starts doing the game like nothing happened. But he lost the ball in the sun. And he, he kept telling me, you saved, the, you saved the call. I was like, no, I just did this. He's like, you saved the call. Never forget that moment. And as soon as that was over, he's like, you need to go downstairs and enjoy. I'm like, eh, I don't know. No, I'm good. One of the producers came up. It's like, go down there and get the equipment, which meant go down there. So I grabbed a bottle. I have it right here. I'll show you guys real quick. Jose Lima, the great Lima time, hands me this bottle from the clubhouse right here, okay? And Mitch Poole, the clubhouse guy, he's still there, yeah. slaps his hat on me. Jose Lima gives me the bottle. I start spraying him. He starts spraying me. Dopest thing I've ever experienced, man. So I was like a two for one in the same day. So it was beautiful, man. You were That's like beautiful. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer who saved Christmas. <laughs> uh, he saved Vince Gully's call. And, and he tells every, you know, he would tell everybody that too. And I'm like, no, don't tell anyone. It's all right. He's like, no, without you, I wouldn't have got it right. I would have missed it. I'm like, oh, that's all right. You know, I played it down and to this, you know, God rest his soul, man. It's like the best memory I had with him. And and I traveled with the guy. We did a lot of dinners, and, but that moment, you know, he trusted me. And he was so fluid. And it was just a and beautiful I, I thing have to heard see Mike Shannon's restaurant is very good. Oh, yeah. If you're ever in St. Louis, I don't get paid by him, but amazing food. Great steaks. <laughs> and Mike Shannon's a great guy, by the way. You know, even though is he's he a still alive? Guy, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he probably could be. He played in the 60s. Yeah, and, you know, he still does radio. He was doing radio for, for a long time. So, Yeah. I love that story. It just shows the, <laughs> it shows the kindness of, of it. It shows the humility, right? Because oh, here's yeah. a guy that had done it for 50 some odd years and he's looking to you for an answer and yeah. wants to pay you back because you saved his bacon type thing in his mind, yeah. right? Yeah. That's oh, amazing. Yeah. That's the character of the guy. Like the scorecard, because I used to have a book and I would keep score. Because no disrespect to Ross Porter, but he missed a lot of calls, man. So I would have to be like, and that was, oh, that signal up left for center and be like right center. <laughs> I love Ross. No, I have nothing against Ross. I'm just saying it. Vince yeah, yeah wait, wait until you have to start working with Charlie Steiner, and I think you'll beg for Ross Porter back. But no, no I've comment. With Charlie and Char Charlie's a decent human being. Yeah, I got no problem with any of them. God, God love any of those guys who get to live out their dreams like that. Exactly. Mikey, yeah, what's I, your – go ahead. Sorry, Jake. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, because I uh, – yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Mikey, what's your uh, what's your Dodger one? My third and final one, I'm going to say, was on my birthday probably about se seven years ago. And the Dodgers were playing the Giants, and um, it was my birthday, and it was the last game I got to go to with my dad before he passed away. And, you know, if, if you knew my dad, it was one of those things where there was something wrong with him every day, you know, walking-wise or doing something. But on that, that day that we took him to the game – um, he just, he walked phenomenal. He, you know, he, he didn't have to stop and take break. 
everything wound up just being perfect that night. The Dodgers won. My dad had a great night. I had a great night. And it, it was just my last game I got to go to with my dad. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That That's a phenomenal story. Those are the yeah, things I never that you got to go to. Yeah, I never got to do a game with my dad. Like, yeah, this. He, he ended up moving, so that's that's beautiful, man. I wish yeah, I and I, I asked him. I said, you know, Dad, you you did great. Um, you know, you made it. So anytime you want to go to another game, we can give it another shot. And he said, you know what, Mike, I had a great time, but I would rather watch the games on TV. So, it, yeah, it, it worked out well. Yeah, it was a good memory. Yeah, I, I don't know that I beat the Giants. So. <laughs> I don't know that I can pop that. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome right there. I mean, it's yeah, almost it an is. amen. We got Ben Scully and we got a father-son situation. And here I am like, hmm, no. Um, Jake, all, you'll, all memories are valuable, man. <laughs> Jake, yeah. you'll, you'll appreciate this one because you'll understand it um, from your perspective. And mm-hmm. so uh, several years ago, I had a good friend of mine who – worked um, as a beat writer for um, the Orange County Register and he covered the Dodgers. So he gets to travel with them and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And I told him I was going to the game and he called me, you know, he says, Hey, if you get here early, let's, you know, let's sit down and just chat. So I was up in LA for business and I got there like before the gates opened, I got there maybe four o'clock, right. Dodgers still Mm -hmm. taking batting practice and the guard at the, uh, that the front said, you know, we don't open for a while. And I said, Oh, I'm here to see so-and-so. And he's like, Oh, that, and I said, yeah, he's the beat writer for the orange County register. And he goes, yeah, I know who he is. Okay. And he opened the gate. Okay. Perfect. Here I go. So um, I walk in the stadium and I walk in the right field area, right by the foul pole and Andre Ethier hits a, a foul ball, almost a home run. And it drops right in front of me. And I grab the ball, stick it in my pocket. And I'm like, score. I got in early. And then my buddy came down. I called him. He goes, what are you doing here? And I said, he goes, did you use my name? And I'm like, not really, but kind of. The guy asked me what I was doing here. And he just let me in after I told him. He's like, all right, okay. And I said, it's not like I walked in and said, hey, I'm dropping your name. Let's go. So we Mm -hmm. sat there for probably an hour and a half while the guys were taking batting practice with nobody else in the the stadium except for employees, which, Jake, you can appreciate this. Mm -hmm. It's so serene just to yeah. be able to chill there and just yeah. sit there. I was talking with a good buddy. Like there was, there was, there wasn't 50,000 of my favorite friends, you know, around. It was just yeah. me and my buddy that the hot dog vendors were still trying to open up shop and get ready for everybody. It was just serene. Here you're at Chavez Ravine. It's quiet. It's just fun. I got me a baseball. It's still sitting in my office, um, by the way. And it's just, it was fun. It was a good day. Right. Awesome. And it's, it's just one of those things. I mean, I'm sure you walk around the stadium every now and again, Jake, and just realize, what am I doing here? This is awesome, right? Every every day I pull in to work. You know, I, I never take one day for granted. Um, you know, like, it's one thing you walk into, like, when I used to work at the Forum or Staples Center. That's one thing. But Dodger Stadium, something different, because it's like a cathedral. It's the cleanest ballpark I've ever been to. I've been to 20-some ballpark. By far the cleanest. You can eat off the ground. I would not be afraid to drop anything and pick it up and eat it, even in COVID days. I wouldn't care. It's so it's so serene to walk in there, and it opens up, and you hear the birds, and you hear the you know you can smell the grass from up in the stands. I mean, it's it's an experience, and, and, and if a fan that ever gets a chance to go to Chavez Ravine, 
and Dodger Stadium and, and witness and experience that, it's a blessing, man. Like, I never get enough of it. I'll never get enough of it. I don't care if I work 30 games in a row and I've done 20 in a row and be tired and I still come back and I'm still happy. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah it, it's, such a play, uh, it's such an awesome place to be, but just being there, like you say, just being there when nobody else is there except for the people. Like, the best, I hope yeah. that I have that experience again one more time in my life because it's just, yeah. <laughs> it, it kind of feels like, Am I supposed to be here? But oh, this is really cool. I don't care if they kick me out yeah. or not. Like this is really yeah, cool. Yeah, no, it's the best. It's the best, man. I love you know. it. I still do it when I get a chance, you know. So I take advantage of my credential. I sit in a dugout and be like, man, this dugout. <laughs> so many stories in this dugout, you know. I take advantage yeah, when of all you're, that stuff. When you're sitting in there, it's just amazing how big that place is. You oh, can yeah. literally pick up Oracle Park and put it inside Dodger Stadium and it would fit easy i mean we're oh, yeah. our ballpark is so much bigger than than where the giants are don't get oh, me wrong yeah. the giants have a beautiful stadium they, it they is a beautiful theirs, stadium they did theirs right but it's so tiny yeah. it's small it's, a box, man. Is, it's huge it just reminds me of like it what it would be to live back in the coliseum times with the lions and stuff those that it just seems when you see that those old movies and stuff mm -hmm. it just seems so huge the, the place is ginormous yes yeah, for sure it is for sure uh jake did you ever did you ever go to old tiger stadium uh no i i went to the new one but um the old one's right down the street from there and that thing is a monster it's a huge stadium but we <laughs> we we were able to go in there but it was so abandoned and like messed up but yeah. i stood there and i'm looking around like wow this is like ty Cobb played here and like it's just crazy it's just it's was, it was big never been there though like they didn't tear it down huh uh back recently, in 2004 they didn't yeah recently, recently i think they did recently i yeah, think they, they did. did but they had a the the deep center was like 440 because the fences yeah. would come at an angle and I went to a game there before they tore it down. And like you said, Jake, you walk in and you're like, this place. First of all, I had never been to a stadium at that point in my life that you could watch up, walk up and just touch a stadium walking down the street because yeah. it had no parking lot around it. Nope. And so I walked in the stadium and I'm looking around. I'm like, man, this thing's huge. Kind of like Dodger Stadium. Man, this thing's huge. If these walls could talk, well, you know, oh, what yeah. could they tell us about, you know, and the players mm -hmm. that have, Mickey Mantle's been here. Babe Ruth has mm -hmm. been here. You know, all the guys that you that Ted Williams that you read about. Right. And Joey mm -hmm. D, Joey DiMaggio. So, yep. anyways, well, fellas, I sure appreciate you coming on and talking Dodger baseball with me. You, you guys are two of my favorites. Jake, thank you so much. I appreciate oh, making course. the time. And, and Mikey, oh, thank you so much as well. Thank um, you. You bet. We'll try to get you guys back on um, when we come closer to October. Jake, it'll depend on your schedule, but we'll try to work. I, around I'll, make, I'll make time. I'll make time. You know, um, when there's Jake, off days the or whatever, even the on playoffs, the we're coming with you. <laughs> <laughs> if, All these offers to help me on the road and everything. Yeah, I'm so I'm, I'm big, but I'll fit in your backpack for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, this guy says if. They're 18 games over the Padres with 42 left to play. If the Dodgers make the playoffs. I don't want them lean times too. Yeah, I remember yeah. them lean times when, you know, the Padres would sweep us and we'd get kicked yeah. out the playoffs. I remember those days. I yeah. don't think 18 games is enough. 
I, I say we go for 24. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I agree. Tomorrow. What's the magic yeah. number, like 24 now or what? <laughs> Something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, 24. As of tonight, it's 24. Yeah, yeah. So okay. we start now. But uh, top fan rivalry followers, these guys are fantastic. They're great individuals. They're great family guys. Um, they have a love and passion for the Dodgers, which I appreciate very much. Um, you know, check them out on social media, Big Brother Jake or Mikey Bleeds Blue. Give them a follow. Check them out. Also, top fan rivalry followers, uh, go to locals.com. Set yourself up an account there. Also, um, follow top fan rivalry. Uh, there's going to be some exclusive content that's going to be going behind there that you're going to not want to miss. So, fellas, thank you for joining me tonight. And uh, go Dodgers, right? Heck yeah. Thanks for having me. Go Dodgers. Have a good one.